Hello, welcome to Times Square, and these are the 10 biggest lies of the Biden-Harris campaign. Mr. Reagan. Now, this was a suggestion from Scott Adams. He posted this on Twitter, so this video is dedicated to you, Scott Adams. Oh, and by the way, when I say 10, I, of course, mean 13. Number 13, climate change is the cause of all the wildfires. Millions of Americans live in the shadow of an orange sky. They're left asking, is doomsday here? Donald Trump's climate denial may not have caused these fires, but if he gets a second term, these hellish events will continue to become more common, more devastating, and more deadly. If you give a climate arsonist four more years in the White House, why would anyone be surprised if we have more America blaze? It's science. All right, now this is a ridiculous claim. We all know it's ridiculous, but it's a hard claim to prove or disprove to talk about because it's one of these things that you just believe or you don't believe, right? Uh, is climate change an existential threat? Isn't it? How much of it is man-made? How much of it isn't? It's a big debate. But for these Democrats, especially somebody in a position like Joe Biden, uh, to sit here and say, these are caused by climate change, this is the result of climate change, is very, very irresponsible, right? It's what we call a hysteria. People are hysterical about climate change. They're causing climate change hysteria. hysteria. We all know that this is for political power. If we can scare the public enough, they'll give us power to make the changes that are needed to save them. We'll save you if you're scared about climate change. Fear that we, of course, instilled in you by telling you you're all going to die. My favorite uh, tweet was from Barack Obama where he literally said, if you don't vote for Joe Biden, you will die. <laughs> It's pretty crazy. Now, the thing about these wildfires is there is evidence to suggest, and a lot of people believe, that these fires are being started, at least some of them, by Antifa. Now, this is something that's very dangerous to say on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. You you can, I had a video actually removed from Facebook merely because the, I said in the video that a lot of people believe that Antifa are starting these fires and Facebook removed the video. The rumor that it's climate change and that's the that's the whole thing and we need to, you know, put in all this legislation to give all this power to Democrat politicians in order to fight climate change. We know that that's ridiculous. We know that's just a power move. Number 12, Trump wants there to be riots. They're looking for more violence and more disruption because it helps them politically. He views this as a political benefit to him. You know, he's rooting uh, for more violence, not less. And it's clear about that. And what's he doing? He's kept pouring gasoline on the fire. Not only are they saying that Trump wants there to be riots because it helps his campaign, which is completely mental, they're actually suggesting that Trump intentionally started the riots, that he caused such division in America that such riots would occur and that sending out federal troops, uh, National Guard and whatnot, in order to protect federal buildings was a way to exacerbate the violence and create more riots. Okay, these Democrat politicians have lost their minds. All right, Donald Trump is trying to stop the riots. He's trying to create options to help the Democrat leaders of these cities that are having problems with rioters to quell the violence. Just because these politicians aren't taking him up on the offer, that doesn't mean that Trump's not trying, you know? And what's even more egregious, what's even crazier about this is that Joe Biden and all these Democrat mayors, all these Democrat governors, 
Kamala Harris, they all supported the rioters. They all support Black Lives Matter. They all supported Antifa forever. They're all saying these are peaceful protests. CNN supported it. All the leftists are supporting them, okay? So if anybody is supporting the riots, it's the left. It's certainly not Donald Trump. In fact, I made a video talking about how I think this accusation is one of those things that's really going to red pill a lot of leftists because they're going to hear that and they're going to say, what? Donald Trump is telling everybody that we shouldn't have riots. Biden is saying that the riots are a good thing. Now, one thing that, that could be argued is that Trump is such a divisive figure that he caused the riots sort of incidentally, like he caused the riots just by being Trump. But that's also a lie. And here's why. If you look at Trump's rhetoric, actual rhetoric, if you look at Trump's policies, his actual policies, they're not divisive. They're moderate. If anything, in some cases, they're a little bit leftist. But the media constantly perpetuates this narrative that Trump is this evil person. And whenever they do that, they cause the division because they radicalize leftists against him. And so in that way, the media is dividing America and they're just using Trump as a lightning rod in order to cause that division. And it's not Trump himself. It's the media talking about Donald Trump that's dividing the country. Number 11, Donald Trump said that dead military veterans were losers and suckers. Quite frankly, it makes me uh, very upset the way he gets in front of a camera and crows about how much he has done for veterans and then turns around and insults our service members and fallen heroes when the camera's off. Calls them suckers and losers. My son, Bo, who as a U.S. attorney, volunteered to go six months to Kosovo. He's gone now, but he was no sucker. All right, now this is a particularly insidious lie. This was a quote from an anonymous source. They said that there was multiple sources. There's a story that ran in this garbage publication known as The Atlantic that's known for slandering Donald Trump. Now, the White House produced statements from a number of people on the record giving their names, saying that they were there when this supposedly happened. And they said that this absolutely did not happen, that Trump never said any such thing. This is a pretty conclusive lie. Pretty much everybody accepts that this is a lie. But on the same day that the Atlantic article came out, the Biden campaign produced an ad almost instantaneously talking about what Donald Trump supposedly said about dead military veterans. Now, how did the Biden campaign produce an ad that quickly? seems to me that maybe somebody at the Atlantic was talking to somebody at the Biden campaign. And in fact, we have this recording of Nancy Pelosi talking about, specifically talking about how Democrats use the media in order to slander political opponents. Roll the clip. And it's a diversionary tactic. It's a self-fulfilling problem. You demonize and then you, it, we call it the wrap-up smear. If you want to talk politics, you call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest, and then you merchandise it. And then you write it, and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that this, 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 and this, so they have that validation that the press reported the smear, and then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made. And it's, it's a tactic. So yeah, this is well within the Democrat playbook. Slander your opponent using the media, and pretend that there is this horrible story, nothing's really there. This is, this is to be utterly detestable, but it's completely within what would be expected of the Democrats. So yeah, 
hideous lie by Joe Biden's campaign. Number 10, Trump said that white nationalists are fine people. And then when those, those folks came out of the fields in Charlottesville carrying those torches, chanting an anti-Semitic bile with their veins bulging, breathing hatred, young woman was killed and the president was asked, what do you think? He said, they're very fine people on both sides. No president has ever in American history said anything like that. And that's when I decided I had to get involved. I had to get involved and run. Okay, we all know Trump never said that white nationalists were fine people, right? This is all about Charlottesville. When the Charlottesville violence occurred, there were Antifa, and then there were this group of people that didn't want statues of Confederate soldiers taken down. Now, you may think that Confederate statues should be taken down. You might not. It's an interesting political question. I think it should, it's something that could be debated. It's fine. But there are fine people who believe that statues should be taken down, and there are fine people who believe that statues should not be taken down. So indeed, there are people on both sides who are fine people. Uh, however, in Charlottesville, some of the people who were marching to not take the statues down were sort of acknowledged white nationalists. They called themselves white nationalists. And so the media took that and they said, well, everybody marching to take down the statues or to protest the taking down the statues, they were all white nationalists. But that's just not true, okay? First of all. Secondly, Donald Trump was actually trying to make the point that there were violent people on both sides. Some of the people that were protesting the statues being taken down were violent people, were not great people. And some of the people that came to counter-protest them, the Antifa folks, they were all also bad people. Now, you got to remember, back then, not everybody thought Antifa was bad. Don Lemon famously stated that Antifa meant anti-fascist, that they were the good guys. They were anti-fascism. It says it right in the name, Antifa, anti-fascism, which is what they were there um, fighting. One, racist fascists. The other group fighting racist fascists. There is a fascist. There's a distinction there. And a lot of people didn't think that Antifa was bad, that they were violent. They were the good guys, right? So Trump is just trying to make the point that there were actually a lot of bad people amongst the Antifa group. You said there was hatred, there was violence on both sides. Are, are, well, I do think there's blame. Yes, I think there's blame on both sides. You look at you look at both sides. I think there's blame on both sides, and I have no doubt about it, and you don't have any doubt about it either. And, 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 and if you reported it accurately, you would say. He said this over and over again. People in the media weren't seeming to get it. So he's trying to say it in different ways, and eventually he said there were good people on both sides, right? Oh, excuse me, to protest, excuse me. they didn't put themselves down as you, and you had some very bad people in that group. But you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. You had people in that group, excuse me, excuse me, I saw the same pictures as you did. You had people in that group that were there to protest the taking down of, to them, a very, very important statue and the renaming of a park from Robert E. Lee to another name. What he's really trying to say is there was a balance. Some of the people on this side were trying to cause trouble. Some people on that side were trying to cause trouble. You can't just point at one side and say, these were the good guys, and point at the other side and say, these were the bad guys, okay? The media had it wrong. It was a more nuanced situation than just, uh, you know, black and white, good and evil, whatever. And that's what Trump was saying. But they've twisted it, and they've, and they've made it um, almost sort of like an absolute statement now on the left that Trump absolutely said this. There's no question. Nobody questions it. But it's just not true. It's a lie that's been perpetuated. 
And this is actually part of a broader lie. This is a specific lie that supports a broader lie. What's the broader lie? The broader lie is just that Donald Trump is racist. There's a thousand little lies that make up this one big lie. And the one big lie is that Trump is a horrible racist and you can't vote for him and he's evil and he's awful, right? And this is how they're trying to divide us as a country. They're trying to say, if you're against racism, you have to be against Trump. And we all know this is, of course, ridiculous. This is possibly the biggest lie that the left tells generally. Not just Trump, but all conservatives they think are racist or they say are racist. And this is just, this is such an insidious lie. It's really a rotten thing to do to the country to pretend that conservatives are racist. It's just quite sickening, really. Number nine, Trump told Americans to drink bleach. All right, so this is a really stupid thing. Uh, when he was talking about some advances in medical technology, uh, Trump said that you could, at some point, maybe we'll be able to inject uh, like a disinfectant to disinfect the body of coronavirus. And CNN and all these media people twisted this into saying that Trump said that you should inject chemical disinfectants that you use in your kitchen. Well, Trump obviously didn't say that. What Trump was really saying was he was trying to reiterate what some doctors had said a little bit earlier in the press conference. So this is what Trump said. So supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light. And I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that, too. Sounds interesting. We'll right, folks could. right. And then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or, or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs and it does a tremendous number of the lungs. So it would be interesting to check that. So that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds, it sounds interesting to me. So we'll see. But the whole concept of the light, the way it kills it in one minute, that's, uh, that's pretty powerful. And this is what he was reiterating. This is what was said by the doctors just before him. Our most striking observation to date is the powerful effect that solar light appears to have on killing the virus, both surfaces and in the air. We've seen a similar effect with both temperature and humidity as well, where increasing the temperature and humidity or both is generally less favorable to the virus. Right, look at the aerosol as you breathe it. You put it in a room, 70 to 75 degrees, 20% humidity, low humidity. Uh, it lasts, half-life is about an hour. But you get outside and it cuts down to a minute and a half. We're also testing disinfectants, readily available. We've tested bleach. We've tested isopropyl alcohol on the virus, specifically in saliva or in respiratory fluids. And, and I can tell you that bleach will kill the virus in five minutes. Isopropyl alcohol will kill the virus in 30 seconds. Now, Trump's reiteration of what the doctor said, it wasn't eloquent. It wasn't precise. It wasn't perfect. But Trump's not a doctor, okay? So he's just repeating what the guy said. He didn't get it quite right. Everybody in the media saw that. Everybody in the media knew exactly what Trump was doing, knew exactly what maybe mistakes Trump had made when sta stating this. Nobody actually thought that Trump had intentionally instructed Americans to inject bleach. And so now people all over Twitter constantly say Trump told Americans to drink bleach. And the Biden campaign repeats this. Everybody repeats this on the left. And it is a disgusting, vicious lie. It's just not true. Number eight, Joe Biden claims he never said 
he would defund the police. So in a recent interview, Joe Biden said this. There's a need for fundamental change in us being able to have transparency, be able to have access to the records of police when they have misconduct charges against them. So my generic point is but that- do we agree that we can redirect some of the funding? Yes, absolutely. Now, Republicans obviously picked him up on that. That was a terrible thing to say. You should not redirect funds away from the police, clearly. But then Republicans came out with a clip in which they had sort of edited the now this video together so that it was more clear what Joe Biden was talking about. Right? They basically edited it for time and clarity. But because it was doctored, Joe Biden's campaign came out and said, actually, that's not what Joe Biden said. You doctored the video. Yeah, they doctored the video to make it clearer what Joe Biden was saying. But Joe Biden did, in fact, say that we should redirect funds away from the police. That was what the question was, and that was what Joe Biden answered. But because it was a little bit doctored by, you know, whoever it is that put that video out, you know, the, the, the slightly edited one, the Biden campaign felt that they were within their rights to say this is a doctored video. This is not what Joe Biden said. But did he say that he would redirect money away from the police? He absolutely did. And any denial of that is a lie. Number seven, Donald Trump botched the coronavirus response. All right, did Donald Trump botch the coronavirus response? Of course he did not botch the response. He did a fantastic job given the information he had and everything that he was capable of doing. Now, this is a question about is hindsight 2020? Of course it is. Can we blame Rudy Giuliani for not going to the airport just before 9-11 and personally pulling out a gun and shooting the 9-11 terrorists before they got on board the plane? No, of course we can't because he obviously didn't know that was going to happen. Now, there's a lot that, that Donald Trump didn't know when he was responding initially to the coronavirus situation. There is this accusation because of the interview that Donald Trump did recently, you know, the new book that's coming out, that Donald Trump said, you know, that he knew that the, the virus a little bit more dangerous than he led on to the American people. But that was actually a very good thing for him. Because if you remember at the time, you couldn't find toilet paper. People were freaking out thinking, oh, we got to stockpile everything. Now, if everybody had done that with all kinds of products, canned food, water, stuff like that, it would have been a huge problem in the United States. So Donald Trump said, you know, people relax. It may not be as bad as, you know, people are suspecting. Although behind the scenes, Donald Trump was doing everything in his power to make uh, the coronavirus impact as minimal as possible. In fact, a lot of leftist Democrat uh, mayors and governors were praising Donald Trump for doing such an awesome job and helping out their state and helping out their cities. I remember uh, Governor Cuomo was saying that Trump could not have done a better job. I believe Gavin Newsom even praised Donald Trump and said he was doing an awesome job. I believe he's sincere more than just belief. He has acted on it, Rachel. Uh, I spoke to the Secretary of Defense today. I got a call from the White House team late last night, early this morning. Uh, I have the uh, Army Corps of Engineers coming in here tomorrow. Hmm. So I believe he is doing, he's doing what he has to do, and uh, I respect him for it. I respect him for it. I think the president was 100 percent sincere in saying that he wanted to work together uh, in partnership in a spirit of cooperation. I can tell you the actions he has taken evidence that uh, his team has been on it. I know a team when they're on it, and I know a team when they're not on it. His team is on it. They've been responsive late at night, early in the morning, uh, and they've uh, thus far been doing everything that they can do. And I want to say thank you, 
And I want to say that I appreciate it. Uh, I often tell you when um, I am uh, unhappy with the federal response to this state, the uh, fairness dictates that uh, kudos where kudos are due. And here, the vice president and the president responded very quickly. Uh, so I want to thank them for that. These men and women were quite literally called up a few days ago, came from hospitals all over the state of California and the region, and came together under the order uh, of President Donald Trump. And I want to just thank the president personally, on behalf of a grateful region, on behalf of a grateful state, uh, for sending this ship uh, and the incredible resources uh, that reside within this ship to the state of California. Could not have happened soon enough, and it would not simply have happened without his support and leadership. Of course, now that they don't need him, now that they think, okay, we're, we're doing okay, we're doing pretty good, we're pretty much out of this, they then feel comfortable saying Donald Trump was horrible, Donald Trump was evil, every death in the country was all Donald Trump's fault. Of course it wasn't. Of course we know that Cuomo was putting infected patients into nursing homes. Of course we know that none of the governors, none of the mayors were acting appropriately. Of course we know that Nancy Pelosi walked into Chinatown without a mask, walked around saying, everything's fine, come on, join us in Chinatown. No Chinese people have coronavirus. I mean, there was this whole obsession with, you know, not being racist, not being xenophobic at the time that the left was obsessed about. And they couldn't see that what Donald Trump was doing was actually in the best interest of the American people. So Donald Trump actually took a harder stance at the beginning. Now, I personally think we should, never should have gone to lockdown. That's my position. If I was president, I don't know. Maybe I don't think I would have done that. I would hope that I would not have done that. But here's the problem. Donald Trump knew he had an election coming up. And so I think Donald Trump went into lockdown specifically because he realized that it would have been harder for him to get elected had he gone and said, we're not doing the lockdown, we're not taking any kind of measures, because people want to think that their government is doing something to protect them. Even if it's silly, masks are silly, the lockdown was silly, none of that th stuff was really effective. Actually, Cuomo came out with a press conference once where he said, a lot of people that are coming into the hospitals now, we checked up on it, and they were all in quarantine. They were all in quarantine. We don't know how they got infected. Overwhelmingly, the people were at home. 18% of the people came from nursing homes. Less than 1% came from jail or prison. 2% came from the homeless population. 2% from other congregate facilities. But 66% of the people were at home. We thought maybe they were taking public transportation. And we've taken special precautions on public transportation. But actually, no, because these people were literally at home. 84% were at home, literally. Were they working? No. Uh, they were retired or they were unemployed. They're not working. They're not traveling. They're predominantly downstate, predominantly minority, predominantly older, predominantly non-essential employees. And that's important. We were thinking that maybe we were going to find a higher percentage of essential employees who were getting sick because they were going to work, that these may be nurses, doctors, transit workers. That's not the case and they were predominantly at home. So was the quarantine, was the lockdown actually effective? Who knows, probably not. I think it was a mistake, but did Donald Trump botch the COVID response? Absolutely not. Donald Trump did as good a job as he possibly could and Biden never would have been able to do as good of a job as Donald Trump did. Number six, Joe Biden will bring back manufacturing jobs. <laughs> All right, this is probably the funniest one. 
because this is something that Barack Obama and Joe Biden had eight years to try to accomplish. And not only did they not accomplish it, they actually said, well, Obama said openly that these jobs just aren't coming back. They're just, just, you know, these jobs aren't coming back. Because some of those jobs of the past are just not going to come back. And when somebody says, like the person you just mentioned, who I'm not going to advertise for, that he's going to bring all these jobs back. Well, how exactly are you going to do that? What are you going to do? There's, the, there's no answer to it. He just says, well, I'm going to, I'm going to negotiate a better deal. Well, how, what, how exactly are you going to negotiate that? What magic wand do you have? Biden, I believe, said, uh, you know, if you're a coal miner, you can learn to code. Anybody who could go down 300 to 3,000 feet in the mine sure and hell can learn how to program as well. Anybody who can throw coal into a f- furnace can learn how to program, for God's sake. This idea that, oh, no, 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 now, now Joe Biden is the guy that's going to bring manufacturing jobs back. What are you talking about? This is something, this was Donald Trump's issue. Now you're pretending that this wasn't Donald Trump's issue. Donald Trump did bring manufacturing jobs back to the United States. And then we had the coronavirus hit, obviously, but he will be able to do this again. You know who won't be able to do this? Joe Biden. He's not been able to do it in the past. He didn't seem to even care about it in the past. Now he's pretending like this is his issue. So there are actually three lies here. One, that Joe Biden even cares about this because for eight years he could have done something and he didn't. Two, he's pretending that he has the capacity to even do it. No way you can bring back manufacturing, Biden. Trump did it and you're pretending that you're going to do what Trump already did. This is nonsense. And the third problem is that Joe Biden is essentially plagiarizing Donald Trump. He's saying, I'm going to bring manufacturing jobs back. No, this is Trump's issue. This is not your issue. Don't pretend. If he said, look, Trump's tried to do this and he failed, I'm going to do it or whatever, that would also have been a lie. But at least it wouldn't have been, you know, blatant plagiarism. And he got into trouble for plagiarism once before. When he tried to get elected in the 1980s, he had to drop out because he was caught plagiarizing a speech almost word for word from a British politician. And I started thinking as I was coming over here, why is it that Joe Biden is the first in his family ever to go to a university? Why am I the first Kinnock in a thousand generations to be able to get to university? Why is it that my wife who's sitting out there in the audience is the first in her family to ever go to college? Why is Glennis the first woman in her family in a thousand generations to be able to get the university. No, it's not because they weren't as smart. It's not because they didn't work as hard. It's because they didn't have a platform upon which to stand. Does anybody really think that they didn't get what we had because they didn't have the talent or the strength or the endurance or the commitment? Of course not. It was because There was no platform upon which they could stand. So, yeah, we we know that this is in Joe Biden's wheelhouse of crimes. He's very good about stealing other people's stuff and pretending that this was his idea. But no, this is not your idea, Joe Biden. This is Donald Trump's idea. He's the manufacturing guy. He's bringing back manufacturing jobs. Not you. Lie. Number five, Joe Biden would have done things differently. Okay, in a recent interview, Joe Biden stated that he would have done everything differently than Donald Trump in his response to the coronavirus outbreak. Now, there's an amazing video out about this from a YouTube channel called Don't Walk, Run. They're a great channel. The guy does an awesome job. His research is impeccable. And he points out how every single point 
that Joe Biden lays out in his plan were things that have already been done by Donald Trump. It's hilarious. Anyway, go ahead and watch that video after this one. Number four, Donald Trump will not accept the results of the election if Biden wins and he will have to be removed from the White House by the military. <laughs> have you ever considered what would happen if the election results came out as you being the winner and Trump refused to leave? Yes, I have. I promise you, I'm absolutely convinced they will escort him from the White House in a, in a, with great dispatch. Now, this is a really, also a really funny one. Uh, so Donald Trump was asked if he would accept the results of the election uncontested. And Donald Trump said no. In general, not talking about November, are you a good loser? I'm not a good loser. I don't like to lose. I don't lose too often. I don't like to lose. But are you gracious? You don't know until you see. It depends. I think mail-in voting is, is going to rig the election. I really do. Uh, Are you suggesting that you might not accept the results of the election? I, I have to see. Look. Can you give a direct answer? You will accept the election? I have to see. Look, you, I have to see. No, I'm not going to just say yes. I'm not going to say no. And I didn't last time either. And the reason he said no was because it's possible that there's going to be fraud, right? They keep pushing this mail-in situation and... Donald Trump is afraid there might be fraud. And if there is fraud, if that it's obvious that there was fraud, it would be irresponsible for Donald Trump to just accept that Joe Biden won, given that, you know, the election was fraudulent. So it's actually good for Donald Trump to say, well, maybe I will accept it, maybe I won't. But the left-wing media has twisted this, and they have accused Donald Trump of basically stubbornly going to try to stay in the White House no matter what the election results are. That's not true. That's a complete and total distortion of what Donald Trump said. Number three, mail-in voting is totally invulnerable to fraud. Okay, so there's this idea that the left is pushing, and Biden's campaign specifically, that mail-in voting is perfectly safe, there's nothing wrong with it, and there's no fraud possible. Now, there is a beautiful article in the New York Post, and it is entitled, Confessions of a Voter Fraud, I Was a Master at Fixing Mail-in Ballots. Now, this guy is a political operative, and he's, a, and he's a Bernie supporter, right? So he doesn't really like Biden. And so he's watching all this stuff about, you know, is there voter fraud? Is there, is there not? And he goes to the New York Post, and he tells this reporter, there is fraud. I know because I've done it many times. The article's fantastic. He talks about how he goes and he harvests ballots from nursing homes where people maybe have trouble getting out of bed. They don't want to go to the mailbox and put their ballot in. And so he collects as many as he can from different nursing homes. They go to like an apartment or something. They steam open the envelopes. Because remember, you don't sign your ballot. You sign the envelope. So that's the only security measure. So they open the envelopes. They take out the ballots, throw them away, put in their own ballots, close it, and then they mail those off to the uh, polling places. And so all of these old people who are voting Republican their ballots are being replaced by Democrat votes in their ballots. And this is happening all over the country, perhaps. Who knows? This guy works primarily in New Jersey, he said. But th this could be happening everywhere. And he, he lists a bunch of other ways in which voter fraud occurs. But the point is, mail-in ballots are just not as safe as in-person voting. And so this whole idea that it's safe and that it's invulnerable to fraud, it's complete and total baloney lie. Number two, if you don't vote for Joe Biden, then you ain't black. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. This one I don't need to talk about too much because you all know what happened. You know how, how ridiculous it is. Uh, now, in my case, that is true. If I don't vote for Biden, I am not black. If I, if I do vote for Biden, she agrees apparently. If I do vote for Biden, I'm still not black. But 
for those black Americans who don't vote for Biden, uh, they're still just as black as before they didn't vote for Biden. I mean, it's a ridiculous statement. Everybody knows it's ridiculous. The thing about Joe Biden is he's been courting the black vote for decades. And he's, he thinks he's real hip. You know, he thinks he's down with a jive talk, right? But he doesn't actually know how to connect with black voters. But he does try, you know, and I don't really think he's racist. He's just kind of, he's just kind of old and he doesn't really know how to, you know, he doesn't really know how to connect with that voting block. But he tries. He desperately tries. And he, but he often falls on his face. And this is one of those times. But I don't think he's a racist or anything. But it was a silly thing for him to say. Number one, Joe Biden does not have dementia. Now, I think it's pretty obvious at this point that Joe Biden has some kind of cognitive decline. And this isn't really, I don't really like to talk about this because it's, it's quite sad, I think. I don't like to be vicious about this. But it's obvious that he doesn't know what he's saying half the time. And I think the most indicative thing, the thing that is the most telling that happens with Joe Biden uh, is when he is interviewed by reporters and he reads the answers to the interview questions off a teleprompter. It's obvious that they've coordinated the question and answers with the reporters. And then instead of Joe Biden just off the cuff giving an answer or giving even a rehearsed answer, he reads it off a teleprompter. No other politician I've ever seen does that. It's, it's, it, it's a huge sign of weakness. I think it shows how limited his cognitive ability is. He can't even remember answers to simple questions that he'll be asked in an interview. It's terrible. And the worst instance was when he actually asked the teleprompter guy to move the teleprompter up before answering a question in an interview. And I would like to know, what will your administration do to help them give him that chance? Thank you. Move it up here. You know, there used to be a basic bargain in this country. Workers shared in the wealth their work helped create. Now, in a recent interview with one of Joe Biden's surrogates, the surrogate was asked, uh, does Joe Biden read questions off a teleprompter when he's asked questions by reporters? Now, this surrogate refused to answer the question. He kept deflecting, kept deflecting. In fact, he, he attacked the reporter and said, this is right out of the Donald Trump playbook, as if the reporter was somehow asking the question. I think this was Brett Baer. I can't remember who was asking the question. I'll, well, we'll see when I, when I put the clip in. Has Joe Biden ever used a teleprompter during local interviews or to answer Q&A with supporters? Brett, we are not going to engage. This is, this is straight from the Trump campaign. Well, yeah, they're points. using and, it. And what it does, and what it does, Brett, is it's trying to distract the American people. I'm just, from, they're from, using from it. They the talk pandem- about it every day. Can you what, say yes or no? That's because they talk about it every day, Brett, because they don't have a coherent uh, Well, you strategy. have an answer. Yes or no? Brett, they talk about it every day because they don't have a coherent argument for why Donald Trump deserves re-election, deserves four more years. We know that he lied to the American people. We know that he has not uh, shown leadership during this crisis, and they are desperate to throw anything they can against the wall to try to distract from that fact. I understand, but you can't answer the question. Brett, I am not going to allow the Trump campaign to funnel their questions through Fox News and get me to respond (laughs) to that. This was absurd. Of course, if Joe Biden is answering questions off a teleprompter, it's a totally fair question to ask. But this guy viciously attacked the reporter, I think indicating how delicate this situation is within the Biden campaign. So the cognitive decline question, it's a sad topic to broach. So this is the biggest lie of all. I don't think that Joe Biden is mentally fit to be president. And any denial of that is an enormous lie. Sorry, I just, like, literally as I finished, uh, two black women got in a fist fight 
right behind Valeria. Uh, we had to stop shooting. But welcome to New York. Anyway, that's it for me. And remember, it's not that our liberal friends are ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. Good night. You know, someone very profoundly once said many years ago that if fascism ever comes to America, it'll come in the name of liberalism. And what is fascism? Fascism is private ownership, private enterprise, but total government control and regulation. Well, isn't this the liberal philosophy? The conservative, so-called, is the one that says, less government, get off my back, get out of my pocket, and let me have more control of my own destiny.